Hey everyone, we are back and today we actually brought in a special guest that neither Kelsey or I have actually met before, but I came across her on Instagram and her name is Jess and she is in the skincare world and I'd like to call her an esthetician if that's the right um, name for you, but I'm going to let her take it away and introduce herself so you guys can get to know her a little bit. Hi everyone. My name is Jessica or Jess. You can call me Jess. Um, I am skin rituals by Jess. Um, I am a licensed esthetician located in Thousand Oaks, California. That's cool. We're so happy to have you today. I'm so excited to be here. This is exciting. Yeah, it is. I actually, oh, oh, go ahead. I, I was going to say, I think I found you because I had some friends that I follow on Instagram or that I went to high school with that I think follow you or might be clients of yours. So I think that's how I like found you on Instagram and started following you. And then I really liked your content because you do a really good job at keeping up the posts on your page. Oh, thank you. I, I do put in a lot of, a lot of time and effort. So I'm glad that it is noticed. So thank you. You're welcome. So let's kind of start off there if you don't mind. Um, Al mentioned your Instagram and I've also checked out your Instagram and I love myself some good content, um, and marketing. And I think you do a great job of that. So tell me how you got started in the esthetician world and how then you got started with Instagram and all that and what you do, what you do and how that's influenced by maybe Instagram or what you put on there and whatnot. Yeah. Okay. Um, so where I started, um, I basically, I mean, I have struggled with acne for the better part of the last, um, like 10 or so years. And it's kind of gotten worse as I've gotten into my twenties. Um, and you know, I did the whole, you know, playing the guessing game thing where I've tested out products or I see somebody posting this work for them. So then I try, it doesn't work for me, you know, and it's just like that whole cycle of like not knowing what to do. And it, it kind of was frustrating and Um, my boyfriend's mom is actually an esthetician and, um, I never thought of it before. And she just randomly one day was like, Hey, do you want to come in for a facial? And I was like, sure. I mean, I don't really know what this entails, but like, sounds good. And I don't know. It was like a light bulb just went off for me. Like I immediately knew that this just felt like something that I couldn't believe I had never thought of as a career choice for me. And it just like sparked that passion. I mean, it really, I, I can't even describe like how or where it just that's kind of the moment where I was like okay I was like (laughs) I was like this feels right and then a month later I signed up for esthetician school and a month after that I started and um I was in school for excuse me I was in school for about 10 months um I technically I finished in May of 2020 um, so I like my, the last two months of my schooling I had to do at home. So that was fun. Jeez. Uh, but <laughs> I did it and I was luckily at the tail end. So it was really easy to just kind of complete everything I needed to do. And then I waited, um, you know, and I waited about five months before they even gave me my test date. And they said, you're taking your tests because you have to, you have to pass a state board exam. You don't right. just finish yeah. school and then they let you off into the world. You have to pass an exam so that you know, the state can certify that, you know, what you're doing. Um, so I got that date in October. I had two weeks to prepare. I mean, I had been kind of preparing, but because it was so indefinite, I didn't know if I was going to be taking the test in October. I didn't know if I was going to be taking the test in December, 2021. Like it was just Mm -hmm. kind of like, you know, you're just on the loose until they finally give you your test date. So 
did that past. And then I, so I opened my doors December 1st and, um, now we're almost a whole year in and yeah. Um, wow. oh, you asked me Instagram, huh? Okay. So Instagram, <laughs> I was like, there's lots of, uh, stories within stories here. Uh, Instagram, um, is, you know, obviously everyone knows is one of those tools where you can, uh, market your business and find people who are interested in, you know, what you have to offer, um, and hopefully make clients out of them. So I decided to invest in a business coach specifically targeted towards, um, marketing, business marketing. And so I learned a lot from her and it was amazing. And, um, that kind of like kickstarted, like my journey on Instagram, as far as like the business is concerned. So um, I basically like one of the main things that stood out or that stands out is, you know, showing up as a, a professional showing up and just showing people that like, Hey, I like, I know what I'm talking about, or here's some tips and tricks just to get people. Obviously, like when you start, you start from ground zero. Sometimes it takes, you know, six months to get a really good before and after of your client. So just like little things like that, that kind of like, kind of launched me into where I am today. Not that I'm like anywhere crazy, but um, Instagram has like significantly helped me get, um, if not word of mouth, it was through Instagram and Instagram marketing and promoting posts and things like that, that helped, you know, get me in the ball rolling as far as my business is concerned. So, um, major player here in this business world. All right. So Jess, let's get into the nitty gritty and talk a little bit about skincare routines. I know a lot of people already have their morning and nighttime routines down, but what would you recommend like for a basic routine or just like, what would you tell your clients in general, as far as morning and nighttime goes? Yeah. So, I mean, it really depends upon, you know, what that particular person is dealing with as far as their skin is concerned. So, um, what their skin type is, what their conditions are, but let's just say you had like relatively clear skin, maybe a little dry and just wanted something easy and something that would give you a little bit more of a glow. Um, so I would say, obviously AM and PM, you got to start with cleansing. That's the basis here. That's what starts off your whole routine. Um, if you don't cleanse properly, then the rest of your products aren't going to go on and do what they need to do. Um, you know, as effective as you'd like them to. So I would say start with a good gentle cleanser and then, um, for the AM, I, you know, I like to follow with like a hydrating toner or mask and then, um, something like an antioxidant based serum. So like a vitamin C is really great. Um, antioxidants are so crucial for the skin and vitamin C helps. Um, it's really great for like, when you pair it with SPF, it actually, um, helps provide like a better sun protection. So it protects your skin from sun damage, pigmentation, um, skin cancer. I mean, all those things. So that's why in, antioxidants are really crucial. And then I would just honestly go in after that with, a like a lightweight, easy moisturizer, and then your favorite sunscreen. Um, and then that would be AM and then for PM same deal, but you're going to actually cleanse twice. So double cleansing is huge, especially mm -hmm. like after a long day, if you've worn makeup, even if you haven't worn makeup, you need to get that sunscreen off your skin, the dirt, debris, things that you've been exposed to all day long. Um, so a good double cleanse. And honestly, to make it easy, you can use the same cleanser twice. I don't care. Um, if you want to be more targeted and like you're targeting acne or fine lines and wrinkles or pigmentation, um, then a targeted cleanser for that second cleanser is ideal. Um, but 
for the sake of easiness, just use the same cleanser, cleanse twice. Going with the same hydrating toner slash mist after that. And then um, nighttime is when I like to protect my skin and like heal it. Um, Or it's more like the, the, sorry, not to protect, that's AM. It's the repair time of day. So um, I like to use ingredients that are going to be hydrating and nourishing. So like a hyaluronic acid serum is great to pair right before you put on your moisturizer. Um, I mean, and that would be like a super easy, quick, like AM PM routine for just about anybody. Okay. I like that. I feel like my routine is actually pretty similar to that. And I, you said antioxidant, would that be considered like a, um, like a vitamin C serum or no? Yeah. So that's exactly what that is. Yeah. Vitamin C is like the perfect, um, antioxidant for, um, AM use. A lot of people do like to use it at night as well. Um, it's not really like, there's no rule to it. I just prefer in the morning because it has more of that, like protectant aspect. So, um, it does help protect you from the sun, which is what you're getting in the day, which is why I like using it in the morning. Yeah. I definitely like that. And then did you add in, um, did you say something about a toner or no? Yeah. So after cleansing, um, it's good to rebalance your skin, the pH of your skin from cleansing. So I like going in with a hydrating toner, um, something that contains, you know, hyaluronic acid, niacinamide, things like that. Um, nothing stripping. So it's different than an astringent, which we can get into later, but yeah, something hydrating that's going to help rebalance your skin post cleanse. Okay. I actually, for, I'm, I don't know if you're familiar with the brand, the ordinary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I mean, you might have your own opinion on those, on that product line, but I was actually told by, uh, one of my estheticians, cause I have a couple actually, um, I know that might not be the best, but <laughs> no, <it's fine. laughs> um, one of them had recommended that I use a glycolic toner, which is probably one that strips some of the dead skin. Right. I don't know much about that, but I use one by, so I have like a Meissler water, but then mm-hmm. I, I also have a higher, hyaluronic acid serum that I use, but then I also have the glycolic toner that I was told to use maybe like once or twice a week. So yeah. it doesn't like get too, like it doesn't affect the skin that much. Right. And that's exactly correct. I do like glycolic toners. Um, that was kind of like the astringent part that I just briefly touched on. Um, and yeah, exactly. That's not for daily use. So, um, that's why I didn't include something like that in that routine. I just, you know, gave you, cause it's not like a, a daily use thing for, for most people. I know some people yeah. have their opinions, but, um, yeah, I do like a good glycolic toner, but that would be again, yeah. One to two times a week, depending on what you are addressing. Um, and then that would get paired with other serums or products that you're using that maybe contain those same active ingredients those um, alpha hydroxy acid, like the glycolic you would use those types of serums in that routine. Um, but that's starting to get a little complicated now. <laughs> but yeah, this sounds yeah, fun though. <laughs> I kind of want to see your skincare book from school. <laughs> Honestly, I feel like I didn't even learn what, what I know and how I know it from the book. Like a lot of this was trial and error. A lot of this was learning from other estheticians, uh, hands-on experience and, um, <laughs> yeah, it's funny how much you actually don't learn in school. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. I'll second that. I'm actually in mark when you were talking earlier about marketing and Instagram, I actually work for a marketing agency. So I'm in the whole PR social media influencer world. So I know a lot about what you're referring to, except I didn't read any news lately about the Instagram swipe up links or whatever. We're us non 10,000 follower gals, you know, yeah, <laughs> don't have big, or have. News. That's big, um, big news. Actually, Speaking of, I'm going to do a quick, quick commercial break here. I don't know if you guys have heard the news, but Facebook is now going to be called Meta. Yeah. Not, yeah. I just heard that last week with my company and I was like, wow, like there is going to have to be so much rebranding on so many, so many products that have like the little Facebook logo at the bottom of like a product where, you know, you could go and see them on Facebook. Now it has to be like the meta logo or whatever but anyway yeah I think that's so crazy I don't even know I didn't really read about the reason why they did it but it's just like that's like Google changing their name or like yeah yeah like Amazon changing it's like why yeah you've created a brand let's just stick with it you're doing great (laughs) yeah I I I mean that's probably a whole that's a good topic for discussion on the podcast but let's (laughs) I just wanted to do a quick 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 break on that but let's get back to skincare so you gave us the routines. Now let's talk sunscreen. And I mean, there, I'll tell you this. Like, I know so Wait. many people who don't wear sunscreen. What were you going to oh. say? Okay. So hold on. Since you're going to talk about sunscreen, you mentioned in your AM routine, a moisturizer and then an SPF, correct? Correct. Can you wear or use one, a moisturizer with SPF? That is a great question. I felt it coming. Um, <laughs> You know, if you are wearing a moisturizer with an SPF in it, and that's what you're going to do, at least you're doing something. That's great. However, is it like ideal? No. Um, Sunscreen often gets diluted within the moisturizers the same way that it does within makeup. So you're not actually getting the kind of coverage from the sunscreen that you need to protect your skin from the sun and sun damage and all of those good things. So it's best to have a separate moisturizer and then have your separate sunscreen that you put on top of that. Okay. Makes Let, sense. How many of your clients don't listen to you about the sunscreen use? Honestly, you know, I don't think I know because I don't they think lie. any of them would, <laughs> I don't think any of them would tell me that they weren't doing what I said. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, my, my roommate's mom isn't actually, she's an esthetician and she tell, I mean, I've always worn sunscreen to be honest. Like I wear it daily, even if I'm sitting here at my desk, because I know that you could still get rays from gloomy days or from through just through the window. I, I know that my roommate, like her mom is like, you should wear sunscreen and she'll go on a walk with the dog at like 7am and it's cloudy outside. She'll be like, the sun's not even out. And I'm like, dude, your mom just told you to wear sunscreen. <laughs> Yeah, it's, uh, I, there's a thing, uh, a post was going around. I can't take credit for it, but, um, it said, if your house plants are thriving indoors with the sun that comes through the windows, then maybe you should be wearing your sunscreen because your skin, your skins can still be affected by the sun. That's good. Mm, that's a really so, good point. I use that analogy often. I wish I could take credit for it though. <laughs> Um, really okay. So one. if you apply your sunscreen, like most of us, I'm sure wake up early and go to work. Mm-hmm. If we apply it, I don't know, seven, eight o'clock in the morning, do we need to be replying it later in the day? Because a lot of us also wear makeup. So like, you don't just want to crack out your sunscreen and reapply it on top of your makeup. Right. Right. 
Um, yeah, I mean, obviously there's going to be the ideal world of what's best. And then there's going to be what you're actually going to do. So again, like I'm okay. If you're getting sunscreen on your face during the day, once, if not at least twice, like I'm happy, especially, I mean, you know, if you're in away from windows and like, you know, there's a lot of gray areas to it. Um, but ideally, yeah, like you're going to put on your, you know, you're going to get ready for the day. You're going to put on your sunscreen, your makeup, you're going to go off to work. You're getting that sun exposure while you're driving to work. And then you're there. And like, let's say you are right next to a window. There are some really great options. Um, one is called zinc it over and it's a spray that you can, it's a spray like sunscreen that's meant for your face to go over makeup. So you can spray, you know, your face right there while you're sitting at, at your desk or whatever you're doing. And you know, that's, that's amazing. Like if you can do that a couple of times throughout your day, like great. Um, and even at least like once before you drive home, because, you know, as a sun setting, like, let's say the person has a typical nine to five and they're driving home and they're sitting in traffic and they've got the sun blasting through their window. And, um, so that's hitting one side of your face. Like if you can, if you can get a quick spritz on your skin right before you get in the car, like ideal. Um, Obviously, if you're out at the beach or you're out hiking or you're doing anything outdoors and there's rain or shine, clouds or sun, that's like, that's where you want to be more on top of it because you really are getting like that direct, direct sunlight. You're not protected. Um, so that's when I would say, okay, be more diligent about putting your sunscreen on. Um, but again, if you're at home and you're not near any windows, although I don't even know how that would be really possible but I don't get like direct sunlight like in my kitchen for example so like play around with it but okay it's always better to yeah. be protected than not <laughs> okay since you're the professional though how often do you listen to your own rules um do as I say not as I do <laughs> just kidding um I would say that I'm pretty good. I was, uh, I used to be uh, a server over in Malibu. And so I was outside all day, every day. So I actually like, be, I, I was able to form the habit luckily of reapplying every hour and a half, two hours because I was directly in the sun. So that kind of like helped me in a way with like, you know, when I'm at home or on my days off, like I might, you know, forget, or I might not be as diligent with it, but for the Part I'm pretty good about like maintaining um, sunscreen once, if not a couple of times during the day. Kind of depends on like where I'm at or what I'm doing. But that's good. I'm proud of you for listening to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> well, skin cancer does run in my family, so I definitely have to be on top of it. Okay, uh, it's not something that I'm I'm messing around with. So, yeah. um, so makeup. My esthetician hates makeup especially I have very acne prone skin. Mm -hmm. And so I actually use like a skincare makeup by image skincare um, foundation. Okay. Now, when I wear makeup, um, how do you feel about makeup? <laughs> I think that if you want to wear makeup because it makes you feel good, I think you should wear makeup. I'm not going to stop anyone um, because I know that's not realistic. And um, I, think that you know when when you have a good non pore clogging makeup 
and you are diligent about cleaning your makeup brushes and you're really good about cleansing your skin afterwards, I don't think there's any problem with it. I mean, especially when you have acne prone skin, you know, if you've cleared your skin, let's say, and like you are, you know, you tend to get, you know, a pimple here and there, if you know how to treat that pimple and you're willing to wear makeup, knowing that you might get another one, you know, that's on you. But, um, the overall, the overall, um, reason why I do this is to make people feel confident in their skin without it. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I know that I still put on makeup to go out to, you know, a night out with the girls or, um, you know, whatever I do, not that it's very often. So I don't actually wear makeup a whole lot anymore, but, um, totally not against it, especially when you take the right precautions. Okay. I like, this is, this sounds like a really fun industry to be in. I don't know. It just sounds kind of fun to, Oh, I, I mean, love it. I'm I sure there it. are some faces out there that you've worked on that aren't as glamorous as others, but yeah. <laughs> that's why I got into it though. Like I, I love helping people who have been struggling with something for so long to finally feel confident, you know, in their own skin yeah. and not feel gross because they have breakouts. I mean, that, I mean, I used to feel that way. And so I know how it feels to be them. And so when I can change someone's life because I've helped them clear their skin, I mean, it's, it's the best. I'm so, I love this industry so much. It's amazing. So when I was in high school, Kelsey didn't know me back then. Cause we met when we were 18 in college actually. But, um, when I was like 16, 17, um, I broke out, I would, actually, I want to say 17. I ended up getting really, really bad cystic acne. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you like, it wasn't like whiteheads. I had like literally the, um, I mean, you know what they are. They're like bumps yeah. that form and I'm not even going to lie. Like it hurts so bad to touch. Like I remember hugging some of my friends sometimes and like our faces would like brush up against each other or like they'd accidentally touch my face and it hurts so bad. Cause they're like yeah. so inflamed. Mm. It's literally God awful. And, um, my mom ended up taking me to the dermatologist obviously. And, um, my, they told me that it was, my skin wasn't, um, that bad for me to take Accutane, which I didn't really want to take anyways, but they ended up putting me actually on a prescription pill, which to be honest with everybody, I still take today. It's called spironolactone. I'm sure. I don't know if you've heard of it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, it's literally right here, guys. <laughs> I take it every morning. Um, my, I don't have cystic acne anymore, but like, um, when you see me next week, you'll probably see some, um, I used to have like very light scarring. Mm-hmm. I think just from like the areas, like I, you can't pop a cystic acne, like, but I have, I still have scarring from it, unfortunately. Yeah. But yeah, then I know that there one. are like treatments or facials that probably help with scarring, right? Well, oh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. There's so much out there nowadays that, you know, for those who did unfortunately have to suffer with those kinds of cystic nodules all over the lower part of their face that left those scars. I mean, you can do so much now they've got chemical peels and microneedling and doing like series and series of that. Um, and so, yeah, this industry is, is pretty magical when it comes to things like that and helping people. I'm curious your thought, cause Al mentioned, um, oh my gosh, it was like a fly will not leave me alone. It's like ADHD <laughs> over here. <laughs> um, Al mentioned prescription meds and I have heard some terrible things about Accutane and why you shouldn't do it. Um, obviously, hey. I'm, I'm just saying, I'm just saying. <laughs> I, I, I agree. I, I, no, I, I agree. I think that 
I think it was a thing back in the day before our time, probably. Right. Well, and I don't think, I don't think that people knew like that you can just get treated with an esthetician and that might be a better holistic approach than taking something that's just going to ruin your whole like natural skin barrier. I don't even know how you say it. That's what I've heard. So am I totally off base here? No, um, no, not at all. Um, so yeah, Accutane's a beast. Yeah, it's, it plays its part. Um, but I'm a firm believer that you can clear your skin through other ways. Um, and I think that people are very quick to go on Accutane before they've even exhausted the other options that they don't know that they have. Um, and when you go to a dermatologist, because as one does, when you have something severe going on on your face, you go to a doctor and the doctor unfortunately is very quick to prescribe medication to just band-aid the problem. They don't ever think about getting to the root cause or um, referring out to an esthetician or somebody who has really studied acne and the way that, you know, your diet, your lifestyle, the little things that you do every day can affect your skin. And so um, I think that Accutane is a little scary, to be honest. Um, I could share a whole, a whole story about it, but it just, it, is really aggressive. And I just feel like very strongly that there are other ways to treat the skin first um, and have that be more of a last resort rather than a first resort that I feel like a lot of people are using it as. You guys, I want to turn on my light. I'm sorry. This can be part of it. I went to turn on my light and I tripped over half of the cords that were on the way to turn on the light. I didn't even see it. Dang it. I didn't hear anything. (laughs) My phone, my work phone charging. I literally just tripped over everything over here. Hey, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm thing, also taking notes here. Um, the microphone doesn't pick up sound far away. Yeah, unlike me just running around the house with my dogs barking with my AirPods in. <laughs> okay. Sorry, guys. Well, it was my pool guy. Not supposed to come till tomorrow morning. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> um, sorry um, to interrupt you, Jess. Keep going. No, that us. was that was that oh, yeah did that answer yeah. your question yeah I just know like when I so I started seeing an esthetician gosh pro- at least six months I want to say it was probably like in this winter spring of this year mm-hmm. um because I like you had done all of the products all of the you know let me try to fix it myself and like I mean back in the day in high school proactive was a thing and that's what I yeah. did Oh yeah. You know, dries you out. (laughs) Yeah. Like that was the way to treat acne, right? Just dry the heck out of your skin and it'll just go away. Yeah. It doesn't work so well. (laughs) Um, so yeah, I started seeing my esthetician this year and one of the first things she asked me was, have you ever done Accutane? And so that just leads me to think like, huh, like, what does that mean then? You know? So yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no, I like your explanation of how things on a broader spectrum pay, play a role in your skin, not 100%. just let's prescribe something and band-aid it. Yeah. yeah that makes sense. Yep. Um, okay. Al wants to talk about popping pimples. Yeah. <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> okay. This is going to be gross. Cause I, and also like, I'm one of those people actually last night I watched it. I watched Dr. Um, Pimple Popper. No, I was just, I got lost on Snapchat and like the commercial area, like where they show you ads and things. And I was watching videos with like, I don't know what the tool is. 
something, a professional tool that you probably use to help pop a pimple. And like, mm-hmm. sometimes these pimples under the skin are so massive. And then all of a sudden everything like squirts out of it. I was oh. like, wow. Like I was so fascinated with it. I can't watch that. I was watching with Travis and he was like, this is disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. I love those. <laughs> they're so good. You know what I'm talking about? Like there's sometimes like where you get like in the middle of your nose or something, and then you just like press that thing on there and then everything like literally pops right out. You know, what's better than watching it is doing it. That's so- <laughs> Experiencing it firsthand. Doesn't get okay. better than that. <laughs> I hope that there's none of that on me next week, but, um, <laughs> well, the last facial I got my esthetician, literally I could quote her. She said, I'm sorry, but everything's coming out of your skin right now. It's so great. <laughs> oh, it's the best. <laughs> oh, awesome. Thanks. <laughs> it's um, the best. <laughs> so l- popping pimples. Mm-hmm. It's bad, right? What to do it yourself? Well, is it, po- is, are, yeah. Are, are popping pimples bad? Like, you know, people well, do it. Well, there's rules here. There's, there's rules and guidelines and, uh, like there is with anything else in the world, if you do it correctly, then no, it's not bad. It's actually, um, when you have blackheads, for example, it's actually very necessary to have professional extractions done because, um, those don't clear the same way, you know, the other types of pimples, you know, the ones that have like the pus and they're red. And in fact, those, those nasty ones, those ones will tend to clear, on their own and they're better to leave alone because those ones tend to leave marks, um, like the scarring afterwards, but the like blackheads, like, yeah, get those things out. That's, that <laughs> helps clear up your skin. Um, no. So like, you know, there's a way to go about it. And I always tell my clients to not pop their own pimples. Um, I had always heard, don't pop your own pimples, but I would go and do it anyway because I had a problem and I just needed to clear my skin out. Like I couldn't just <laughs> let it sit there. And I know mm-hmm. that people feel the same way and I get it. And it and it took me so long to realize that what I was doing was actually, I was harming my own skin because when I'm doing something on a client, like I'm not going to ruin their face. <laughs> it's their face. It's not my face. Like, but when it's my face, it's a whole nother set of rules here because I'm like, I got to get it. I got to get everything out. And then what you end up doing is damaging your follicles. And when you do that, have you ever had a pimple that keeps coming back in the same place over and over and like, Mm. it'll clear out and then it'll come right back and then you'll clear it again, but then it'll, it just keeps coming out in the same spot. And that's because you probably popped it. And what you did was damage the follicle. And when you do that, it, um, will often become swollen, um, and expand the pore and it stays that way. So even when you've healed it, you've still created this like pit underneath your skin that is more susceptible to dirt, bacteria, um, oil, and the collection of all those things creates a new pimple. Guess where? In that same spot. Um, so I tell my clients, don't pop your own pimples. I say, but if one has come to a head and I say, okay, if you have to, don't tell me about it, but just thoroughly cleanse your hands, have your hands be super clean, get some tissues, wrap them around your fingers, make sure your, your face is cleansed as well. And you can lightly press on the sides until you get some out, clear it out, wipe it down with an astringent, um, you know, because it's going to clear anyway, especially using like a warm washcloth as well. 
is also a better way to do it. But just think in terms of how can I make sure this stays clean so that it doesn't get infected or become more of a problem. So that's why I always recommend cleansing your face, washing your hands, but I don't recommend it at all. But if that's just kind of like, all right, if you're going to do it, I'd at least rather have you do it the best way possible than just go in there with dirty hands and an unclean face. So that's how I feel about that. <laughs> I like that. I'll listen to that. I'll try okay. not to, but I'll listen. I mean, I get Good it. Down. I totally get it. Like, you know, no one's going to be perfect hundred percent of the time. Maybe somebody will, but that's the outlier. Like, so I just like to be realistic with people and say, Hey, I know that these things might happen or you may not be perfect, but if you can at least do it this way or use this instead of that, I'd much rather give them that kind of guidance than let them just go at it. However they think they should. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So maybe Kels can relate. Maybe you can relate. How many times have you guys felt that little, like you're that, like maybe the corner of your nose starts to get sore because you feel like an incoming pimple start to form. I mean, sometimes I get that like right around like my nostril area. I'm like, Oh uh-huh. shit. Like a pimple is about to come through. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Those are the worst. Kels, do you ever have that situation? I don't get them here. I'm like, uh, like my jawline and like right here, my cheeks is where I break out. But okay. that feeling of like the bump under your skin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're just you like, that. oh no. Yes. So you feel yeah, that on your yeah. cheeks. Yes. That's where I get my like exfoliation little pad things I have. And I'm like, die. So when we do feel those, what are we supposed to do? Because I don't want that to even form. So how the hell do we stop it? Um, first and foremost, cleanse your face get a good clean face I'm telling you cleansing is so underrated people don't realize how important cleansing is cleanse your face then go and get an ice cube and get that ice ice your breakout ice where that's sensitive Um, you want to try to reduce inflammation as much as physically possible because the more inflamed it's going to be the more likely you are to have that leftover red mark so Um, I like to ice a pimple and then, um, I go in with, um, a benzoyl peroxide spot treatment for those ones. Mm -hmm. Um, benzoyl peroxide works, um, in a way where it it gets down into the pore and it kills the acne causing bacteria. Um, and it also helps to alleviate the inflammation. So I would probably do, um, that morning and night. I mean, I would do like, I would ice it morning and night, and then I'd probably do benzoyl peroxide spot treatment on it you know, once a night, like don't over dry the area, but like I, it, mm-hmm. I would kind of, you have to kind of feel it out. So I sit, where is it at? Put the benzoil on it, go to bed, wake up in the morning, see how it's doing, put some more ice on it, do your routine. Then that, and then that following night, see how it's doing. If it's starting to come to more of a head, maybe do it once more. But again, you don't want to over dry your skin, but you do need those products to kind of go in and help alleviate that inflammation and that pain as soon as possible so that it doesn't become uh, a mark that's where I have a hard time so my skin believe it or not is very acne prone and also very dry so using products that are any kind of drying on top of it is like so hard for me it's so frustrating (laughs) 
Yeah, I mean, that's, that's with, with treating acne, you definitely need to find a balance because if you just go in with the drying ingredients and you don't manage that or balance that with hydrating ingredients, you're mm-hmm. going to make the problem worse. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes with my acne clients, when they first come to me, I don't even recommend them an acne product. I send them home with a gentle balancing mm-hmm. cleanser, facial mist, um, a hydrating serum and a good moisturizer. And I say, come back to me in a month and then we'll, we'll move forward. Cause I want them to repair their skin barrier first. You can't mm-hmm. address your acne if your skin barrier is, is damaged or if it's, um, you know, compromised. So, um, sometimes I'll say, Hey, I know you've got that pimple. Don't even worry about it. Let's just hydrate it. Let's just help your skin heal first. And then we can go in once your skin feels like it can handle those harsher ingredients and then treat it with the benzoyl or then treat it with the salicylic acid. Um, so that's what I always tell people when it comes mm-hmm. down to things like that, especially with dry skin. Cause it, it gets tricky. Mm-hmm. That's really good. I but... like that. It's I'm sure it's, I mean, for someone with acne prone skin though, it's not like ideal. Like, I mean, I have felt embarrassed before to walk outside without makeup and have acne on my face. Like nobody really wants to look at that. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And I had to like re like reassign that feeling in my head to mm-hmm. nobody actually even cares what I look mm-hmm. like. People are so worried about yeah. themselves and what they look like on a daily basis that they don't even notice the pimples on your face or they don't care about them. And so I've had to like, it, it took me some time, but I finally realized that like, you know what, I've got a pimple today and I'm going out in public with no makeup and y'all are going to have to look at it. And I really mm-hmm. don't care because what are they going to do? Say something about it. Yeah. Like is someone going right. no. to say something to you? I don't care. I, I don't care. I agree <laughs> so much with that. I think it took me being an esthetician and realizing that I needed to take care of my skin better and not just cover it up all the time for yeah. me to like, I don't give a shit if I'm going to go out with no makeup on. Like I go to work at least 50% of the time, if not more with no makeup on now. That's great because I just don't, I just don't care anymore. And I'm like, I want my skin to heal and be better. And I don't, it's, that's, what's important, especially when you're spending so much damn money on products and facials and all the things like why ruin it with, you know, doing something wrong. (laughs) (laughs) All, all in balance. I, I, I love a good, you know, night out with makeup on. Don't get me wrong. I love it. I feel my best when I, when I do that. However, Mm -hmm. I also love the way that I feel. I, I love the way that I feel more when I don't have makeup on because, you know, if you've got that scratch, you can just itch it. You don't have to worry about tapping your face over the makeup, you yeah. know, just, <laughs> um, so but, but I love the balance, you know, like you can enjoy wearing makeup sometimes. And then other times like embrace your skin, how it is, you know, on a daily mm-hmm. basis. So mm-hmm. I love that. Um, what about, Okay. What are, what would you like, what are these called when, um, like jawline area, or I guess it could be technically anywhere on your face, but like, for instance, on my face, I don't have pimples on my jawline, but if you were to feel them, I have like the tiniest little bumps that sometimes form and I've Googled it and I've had some, a different esthetician saw me and she's like, well, jawline is usually hormonal, but like, there's no whiteheads. It's not red. It's just like these little bumps. So is it called milia? It could be, I would have to see it to be able to like tell you that, um, it is typical to get congestion down here, especially right now Mm -hmm. while you're wearing a mask. Um, but a couple things that are really great for things like that. So 
let's say it's milia. That's a different story. But let's just say it's regular, like white comedones that are just, it's just congestion under your skin. Um, uh, it's so cleansing. <laughs> There's a theme here, cleanse your skin. That's uh, <laughs> number one always. So a good cleansing going in with, um, uh, so, well, it really depends. So I would always, again, go in with hydration. So getting like that hyaluronic acid serum on there, um, and making sure the area is hydrated. And then after that professional extractions, plus, um, ingredients like salicylic acid that go in and unclog the pore and help to clear it out. But those are also the types of spots that if it's milia, it's different, but if it's just getting professional extractions is really the only way to get rid of them. So it's kind of like a combo of like home care plus professional intervention to get rid of those spots. Okay. And then for half of the people that are listening that don't even know what milia is or have heard of it, what is it? Yeah. So those are, it honestly, like it's like a flesh colored bump under the skin that when you press on it, you can't get anything out of it. So it's like, um, it, what it is is keratinized cells that have like built up and, and created themselves a pimple looking little mound of keratin and you have to professionally extract it with like a lancet. So you have to go in and using those are, are technically illegal in the state of California for estheticians. So in other States, I believe they can do them, but here we're not allowed to. Some people do it anyway. Um, I personally don't just because I've never been properly trained and I'm not about to stick somebody with a, with a needle before I know what I'm doing. So, um, you basically have to take this needle called a lancet and you have to open it up and then you can extract what's been inside. But it's for people who don't know what it is. I mean, if you press on it and you can't get anything out, then go see an esthetician and have them get it out for you because it's like you're complicated and rude little devils. (laughs) Okay. I've definitely heard heard estheticians use lancets on me. Yeah. Like I said, people will do them. I just haven't been properly trained. And like, that's something that I just like, yeah, I don't know. I just like, don't, I probably will want at one point, you know, when it becomes legal wink, wink, but, um, <laughs> I don't know. Like, yeah, estheticians will for sure use them though. Um, you could also use them. I believe if you're an esthetician, if you're under a medical license, so if you're working for a dermatologist or somebody who has like Yes. Um, a nursing degree or something like that. I know that there's like loopholes around it. Um, I just, yeah, like I just personally don't, but that's definitely a thing. All right. Um, what about sunspots and what can you tell us about that? Well, <laughs> that happens. I mean, I, you know, you, you have to be, you have to be diligent with your sunscreen. Um, people who think they're immune, um, even people who have darker skin colors are still not immune to sun damage and, and sunspots like that. Um, and it's just super important to, uh, start now, if anything, um, there's ways to get rid of the sunspots, like doing chemical peels and using, you know, the correct products and things like that. So, you I mean, you can definitely treat it, but Um, those are one of the things that, you know, like wrinkles, you don't start to really notice until you get a little bit older. And then you're like, oh, wow. You're like, I wore my sunscreen those times I went to the beach, but like, you don't realize that like, it's the daily use of sunscreen that you need to be using. 
that will help prevent these spots. But are they treatable? Yes. But what kind of product would treat a sunspot? Because I recently discovered that I have some. Um, what? Ow. Yeah, I do. <laughs> On my forehead. Um, You could use glycolic acid. Okay, which I have, the toner. You could use... Oh, I mean, it just, it depends, like, how, like, I, I would say there's, like, levels to treating it. So, I would say get a glycolic acid in your ser- in your a serum, though. Not just a toner, but I would get a serum. And I would use that. And I would use vitamin C in the morning. And I would wear sunscreen diligently. And then I would, after that, see how your skin is doing. Um, and then we could go into chemical peels. And we could do a series of chemical peels. And then um, kind of as a almost last resort, some people have like mixed feelings about this type of product. I've used it and personally loved it. However, it's a little tricky. Um, it's a, uh, it's a hydroquinone. And so it's really great for, for treating pigmentation, except there's a lot of, um, you know, you have to use it properly you can't just use it indefinitely. So that would be a whole nother thing to talk about, but that is a product that would um, definitely help treat the pigmentation. However, I do not recommend using that product on your own. Like I would definitely consult with an esthetician before um, introducing that into your, into your routine, but there are definitely a lot of options and it's, it's something that you can get rid of for sure. That's really good to know. And I imagine with any product though, it's going, well, how often would you say to wait to see until you see results? Like, are we talking? Um, minimum three months. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. You, yeah. <laughs> well, guess how long it took to get on your skin. It's going to take some time to get off. Um, yeah. With most products though, like you do need to be patient. Um, they, it takes time for them to, you know, get in, do the work. And then for you to see the results of that work, it's, it takes a lot of consistency and patience, um, especially when, um, healing your skin of things like acne or pigmentation and, you know, Mm -hmm. things that are a little bit more difficult to treat. So yeah. Okay. I want to jump over to products now, like specifically line, like skincare lines and what, you, what you suggest, what you don't suggest. Um, Al told me that you are not a fan of over-the-counter products. I want to know why. And I want to know, I'm sure you work like you're, you have whatever, I don't know how it works with skin uh, estheticians, but I'm sure you have some that you work with. I know mine does like image and a couple different things. Um, But I want to know your take on like what your favorite lines have been to work with why you don't like over the counters. Give me all the deeps. Okay. So, um, the way that I feel about professional grade products is from my experience in having used and not seen a change in my skin, um, with the over the counter products and then going to use professional grade products. It's just like, it's kind of like drinking two buck chuck and never have had, had mm. having like a really good, nice glass of wine. And then you get to taste this expensive, organic, you know, amazing glass of wine. And then when you go back to two buck chuck, you're like, this is terrible. I <laughs> like, I have no idea what I was missing out on. And so it's kind of like that, like professional grade products are formulated in a way where um, they are not only clinically studied, but they are, um, 
they have proven to give the results that you want. They also have um, something called delivery system. So that's the way that the products within or the ingredients within a product work together to deliver the whatever it needs to do in your skin. So um, the way that that works is a lot more potent and a lot more um, efficient than just using something that you can pick up at Ulta or Sephora. Um, and uh, so I just, Personally, I have tried them all, seen them all, and I have made this opinion from my own research and hands-on experience. So, um, uh, where was I going with this? What was the other question? Oh, the, the line that I use. Okay, so, so I, you know, I am newer in this industry, obviously, and so right now, um, I have chosen to use Glymed Plus as my as my brand that I. Um, not only use on myself, but I use on all my clients. And I know that I can confidently recommend anything from that line because I have probably used it myself, or I know that it's going to give them the results that they need and that they want to see. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of amazing brands out there. Don't get me wrong. I do love, um, you know, SkinCeuticals and Skin Better Science. Mm -hmm. And I've heard good things about DMK. And I mean, there's so many lines out that there that um you know one day I hope to bring on into my studio but um I just wanted to start with Glymed just for financial reasons <laughs> to get started you know I picked the line that I loved and I said okay we're gonna run with this one for a bit but um you know I have no regrets and um it's amazing so um I do realize that it's not in everyone's budget to be affording the, you know, more expensive pro grade lines. I totally get it. Um, and so, although I don't love over the counter products, I'm not one to tell somebody it's my way, the highway. So I do have kind of like a list of things that like, you know, if, if you needed to, you know, if we needed to formulate around a budget, I have, you know, different cleansers that I'll swap for the ones that I haven't by Glymed, you know, like ones that I know will be, you know, fine. They won't be too reactive. They'll, I know that they're gentle enough and they'll do the job. So, um, one thing that I say is like, if there's one, if there's one thing I would recommend to buy professional, it's your serums because they're more concentrated ingredients and they really put in the work. The, the serums is where you're getting the best bang for your buck because all of those great ingredients that are targeting whatever issue that product is targeting, it's really going to do a good job. And that's what's helping your skin and um, your acne or your, you know, pigmentation or your fine lines and wrinkles. So I say invest in the serum and then add in the other products, like as we go along, as you can afford it, like, you know, you know, when you're ready, add in the moisturizer or add in the cleanser or add in the mist or whatever it is. But um, I definitely like, you know, work with my clients and I don't, you know, force just one thing down the throat. I say, okay, there's, we have options here. So I do give people options, but if I were to pick between over-the-counter professional, obviously professional all the way. Right. Um, oh, I was going to ask oh, go a quick question. Mm -hmm. Um, what is, what are your thoughts on CeraVe? So I don't hate, I don't hate CeraVe. Um, I actually, honestly, I use the hydrating cleanser easy. From CeraVe? Yeah. I use, I use that. That's the only 
over-the-counter product that I use, but it's an easy uh, cleanser in the morning. And it's a really good um, makeup remover at night. And um, I love using it for my first cleanse. I do have my other, I do have other cleansers like by Glymed that I like, like their vitamin C or their glycolic or their salicylic. I have, I have, I seriously have everything. Um, but, but for my day to day, like I don't mind a CeraVe like hydrating cleanser. Like I don't see anything wrong with it. Um, I prefer it to Cetaphil for sure. Um, okay. Yeah. That's one of the things. Yeah the things that I do recommend to people I say hey if you want to if you want to save some dollars right now before we die like before we get into like a really like well manicured routine like I don't care if you go and get the CeraVe hydrating, hydrating cleanser like totally fine I I have that in my shower right now I have professional grade cleansers but I have one in my shower too that's CeraVe so just wanted to that's what my honestly my dermatologist has been telling me to use that forever because it's gentle so well that's what they tell me yeah. Well, dermatologists are only God bless them, but they, they don't, they don't treat acne the way that an esthetician treats acne. Mm-hmm. They don't do the ins and outs of skincare like estheticians do. Um, and don't get me wrong. They're very knowledgeable people, um, way smarter than me, but, <laughs> but, but they, but they recommend things that are, um, not going to do anything. They're not going to harm you. They're probably not going to help you a whole lot, but they're definitely not going to hurt. So it's easy to recommend Cetaphil and CeraVe because they're very non-comedogenic, gentle products that won't like, you know, cause you any problems. But um, is it the best? No, but it's not it, like, like I said, like the cleanser, I think is totally chill, to be honest. I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad. Yeah, that's interesting. Oh. But everything else, pro grade all the way. Everything yeah. else. Um, so I know you mentioned like adding things into your routine, whatever. Mm -hmm. So when I first started seeing my esthetician, she took me off of everything and she had me on a very simple, like, I think I started with just a cleanser an SPF and something else, like one other thing I don't remember now, but, and as we've gone through, because my skin was so act, so my acne was so bad. Now I'm adding in, like now I've added in. Um, a moisturizer and um, some exfoliating pads and the benzo serum and a different cleanse to double cleanse, just different things along the way. Now, is that Mm -hmm. something that you find is common or do you do that? Do not? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, That's, that's a very good way um, to go about healing somebody's skin. I mean, especially when somebody has um, acne or their skin's just a mess, it's dry, it's dehydrated and acne prone and painful. And, you know, it's good to start from a very small square, take, take square one and just focus on getting your skin clean and getting it moisturized and protected with SPF. She probably gave you a moisturizer, I would assume, but, mm-hmm. but yeah, that's definitely a good approach. Um, because, you know, when you have somebody's skin who their, their skin isn't used to, um, a routine. They're not used to products. Even if they're just hydrating products, they're not used to all these things going into their skin. A lot of times you can overwhelm someone's skin if you start adding too many things at once, especially too many new things. So, um, yeah, starting, starting small is like the best and safest way to go when you are treating somebody's skin and especially like a new client. 
Like, I don't like who knows how your skin's going to react to things. So I'd rather like take it slow and give you the best results possible than like dive in with a 10 step routine and have your skin freak out or not, you know, adjust well. And, um, so yeah, that's honestly like the best. Okay. Good to know. <laughs> um, do you hear, I'm sorry. Do you guys hear the dogs in the background or no? No. Oh, thank God. This microphone is just amazing. I love it. <laughs> thanks for rubbing it in now someday I'll get mine to work um okay we'll probably wrap up this session soon but we have a couple more things that we want to go over to have our audience here let's just do like if you had to pick like three to five products like must have products and types of products for each and every client what would you tell them to get like what what do they have to have literally every day I would imagine the cleanser um, yeah. I mean, if it's just three, I mean, yeah, a cleanser, a moisturizer and a sunscreen, a moisture, a cleanser, a moisturizer and a sunscreen. Yeah. Okay. Now add in two more. What else do you want them to have? <laughs> uh, hyaluronic acid serum and an antioxidant serum. So, Perfect. I love like that. A vitamin I, C. I, yeah. I have all five of those every day. Great. Kels, do you? Um, yes. Earth yes. I don't, I don't use, <laughs> I don't use my serums both morning and night though. All the time. You're taking, are you taking some notes? Are you pretending yeah. you're an esthetic? Okay. Wow. This is great. Look, she's learning something she's, from you. You're, you're teaching gonna a class. Her and make sure everything sounds legit. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm going to use this as for content on our page. You know? I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, no, she's taking, I love that. She's in class right now. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> um, um, okay. I think now. Kels also wanted to know, does every facial work for every skin type? Well, no. Um, well, I guess that's every, a weird question. Does Please. every facial, I mean, I'll give you this answer. Um, I have, you know, five different types of facials on my menu. Very simple, um, but most of them are, they state, the word custom because everyone's skin is different. I mean, there are so many different combinations of skin types and conditions that you could have. And so, um, you have to be careful with this, with the products that you use on people. So, you know, I have, you know, my signature custom facial and, and that's where I go in and I examine the skin and I look at someone's, you know, you know, problem areas and how you're going to treat it. And then that determines what products that I use or what, um, masks I use or, you know, whatever it is. So, um, no, there's no, like, I mean, if, unless you're doing like a, a standard hydrating facial, given that the client doesn't have allergies or sensitivities, like sure, but every client truly is different. So, um, it's a different combination almost every time. I like that. I like that there's yeah. so many different facials. I've had the chemical peels. I've had um, just a normal extraction, you know, before, but I'd love to explore a little bit other. Oh, I also had um, the little suction thing. It's not, it's not microdermabrasion, but it's like the hydrofacial. It's, it had like little crystals that su it's like almost, it feels like sandpaper suction cup. Yeah. That's microderm. Oh, okay. So then I did have that. Okay. Yeah. I like, I love that. It feels like a nice little vacuum on my face. Yeah. It's really good. And that's, that's another good uh, treatment for a scarring. So. 
Oh, perfect. Well, I'm excited to, to get into that next week when I come visit you. Yeah. I I've got it for you. And Kelsey needs to visit too. I know. Get up there. Well, you're coming to town. I know. I know. So speaking of, um, if someone wants to book a facial with you or wants more information on what you do, where you're at, um, how can they find you? How can they book a facial with you? So you can either go to my Instagram, which is skin rituals by Jess. Um, and right on my profile, I have a book now button. So you can book there, or you can go onto my website, which is skin rituals by Um, and then that has a little bit more information. So you can kind of see like an about me, um, the types of services that I have descriptions, prices, and you can also book through there as well. Um, so yeah, either, or you can, you can find me both places. Perfect. I, I love, love that. that. And you're local in Thousand Oaks, which is where I actually grew up. Kelsey's been quite a few times, but um, yes. I I actually live down in Oxnard right now. So oh, okay, cool. I'm not too far away from you. Yeah, I'm right on Thousand Oaks Boulevard. So perfect. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for chatting with us today. That was so much information. I'm so excited to share more on our Instagram feed because it was so much. So thank you for all of that. Of course. Thanks for having me on. I had fun. Yeah, absolutely. I, I love talking skincare stuff and I, and Kels, yeah. I knew Kels would love that. So I was like, oh my gosh, we have to talk to her. And I think a lot of our audience is into skincare too. So this will be great. Cool. Yes. And yeah, we will definitely link your page on our our Instagram because all of you guys listening, you should go check out her Instagram because her info and her content is so easy to understand, easy to read. So you will definitely learn something. So highly recommend. And what a perfect time on Instagram for us to be able to link to your website too. Like what a great guest, what a great, like just a moment in time. Yeah. Yeah. Good (laughs) timing. (laughs) All All right, right, ladies. Well, thanks again, and we'll chat soon. Thank you, guys. All right. Bye, Jess. Bye. Thanks for listening and subscribing on whatever platform you prefer. If it happens to be Apple, that's the one I prefer. We'd love it if you give us a written review. And remember to follow us on Instagram, the at fire and spice pod. Just like that. There's nothing weird in our Instagram handle. Okay, guys. Oh. And if you have any juicy stories or anonymous thoughts to share, please DM us so we can share on the podcast. And as always, stay fire, my friends.